Good morning, everyone. We are so glad that you are worshiping with us online today. Uh, Many times in church, you've heard us say, when the attendance pad comes around, would you sign in? We would like to know if you're here. Would you write something in the comments on Facebook Live or if you're listening online? Let us know you're with us. Uh, Write your name in the comments. Uh, Say hello to everyone. I want to let everybody know some of the great things that are going on in the church right now. The missions team here at the church was actually out this week. Uh, feeding the tornado relief workers in Reese City. Uh, The ladle of love is going on strong as they're serving meals outside in the portico on Fridays. And there's church members making masks masks for the healthcare workers and those in need of them. And if you would like to be a part of that, contact the church. Eileen Graham is helping set that up. There's many online activities. The youth are meeting on Zoom. If you would like information about that, message me. Uh, the kids, the children's ministry, they're online every morning at 10 a.m., and that is a lot of fun. Uh, S- Pastor Sam has a Bible study now on Wednesday nights, and it's going to be about the book of James, and that's Wednesdays at 6. I hear that's an awesome Bible study, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Pastor Kerry has a Bible study uh, starting on Tuesdays called It's Not Supposed to Be This Way. Maybe it's not supposed to be this way where we're all stuck inside, right? So that's going to be a good Bible studies Tuesdays at 6.30. And this is an announcement I'm super excited about. The Mosaic service that meets at the back 40 is having a one-year anniversary this Tuesday at 6.30. So you want to catch that on the Mosaic Facebook page. But we are so glad that you're here to worship with us this morning. There's so much going on in the life of the church. And people, even though we are in quarantine, we're social distancing... Uh, Gadsden First United Methodist Church and all of the folks that are part of it are being the hands and feet of Jesus in the community, and that's something to celebrate. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, this morning, uh, we pray that you will calm our hearts and our minds. Uh, We pray that you will help us to not think about all those things that we could be anxious about, but help us focus on you, um, and we just pray that you will draw us closer to you and closer to each other. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen.
morning. What an awesome reminder uh, that Easter Sunday is not just one Sunday a year. Every time we worship together and every time we worship God, it's a reminder that he lives. One of the things that connects us together, even when we're separated by distance, it connects us really to Christians uh, around the world and across the ages is the Apostles' Creed. And so now, uh, more than ever, it's important for us to remember who we are. Let's affirm our faith together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. This would be the time in the service when I would ask for the ushers to come forward and uh, we would have a prayer and we would pass the offering plates around. We, we obviously can't do that, but uh, we also want to give you an opportunity to, to give back to the Lord. God is good to us and we need to be able to give back to God and to support God's ministries through our church. So I want to encourage you to do that now. If you, uh, if you haven't already, or if you haven't already this week, uh, drop your offering in the mail, uh, 115 South 5th Street, Gadsden, Alabama, and we'll get that. Uh, or you can give online. You can go to our church website. You can uh, download our church app. You can give by text. There are a number of ways that you can still give and still participate and still support your church, and I encourage you to do that. And I just want to say a prayer over that offering right now. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, every good and perfect gift comes from your hands. And even though sometimes we're, we're struggling and sometimes we're, we're suffering and we're confused about uh, the future, we do know that great is your faithfulness and that we still need to give. We need to give of our time and our talents and our treasure to you. So I pray for every offering that is given by everyone who's listening to the sound of my voice that you would take it and bless it and use it to further your kingdom. In Jesus' name, I pray. I want to have a time of prayer with you. I want to give you a chance to, uh, to give your prayer request to us. Just right where you are, if you have a prayer request, you have a special need, if you'll type that in the comments section, and uh, Facebook Live, we'll pass that information along to our prayer team, and we ourselves will pray for whatever needs that you have. Beyond that, I just ask for you to remember each other, um, to um, 
if you check our newsletter, I'm doing a one-one-one challenge. I'm challenging everybody to call one person a day just to see how they're doing, to text one person a day just to give them a little encouragement and to write one note a day to someone telling them that they're special, telling them that you're thinking about them. That's one way that we can be connected, and it's one way that we can serve and give um, to the Lord. So I want to ask you to do that. Remember the people that are still working harder than ever, uh, the people that are putting their lives at risk to take care of the people that need it. Uh, let's just remember to pray for each other now more than ever. Uh, remember your pastors. Remember uh, our nation's leaders. Remember all those who uh, need the prayers the most right now. And type in your prayer requests. Um, we're going to have a time of prayer. And then I will ask you to join me if you are sitting with your family right now. When we get to the part of the Lord's Prayer, uh, let's all pray that together, shall we? Let's pray. Gracious God, how thankful we are that we get to worship together even if it's online. Um, technology sometimes, God gives us a headache, but sometimes we're so thankful that we have it. This is one of those times that we're thankful that we have it. We're thankful, Lord, for your church that stretches beyond buildings and walls and stretches into the hearts of your people around the world. We remember those who are struggling. God, we bring our own struggles to you, and we remember those who are struggling to get over uh, an illness right now, those who are maybe facing a difficult uh, series of treatments or surgeries, for those who are just struggling emotionally right now to to deal and to cope right now. The, the normal things that they do to cope are just not working right now. For those moms who are having to all of a sudden be homeschoolers that are at their wits end right now, for, for dads and moms who've lost their jobs, for uh, business owners who don't know how they're gonna stay afloat, for healthcare workers who are exhausted and who are a little bit afraid right now, for all of us, Lord, as we face a, a future with more question marks than answers, we are thankful that you hold us in your hands right now. And we ask that once again, you would help us to trust. We believe, Lord, help our unbelief. We trust you, Lord, and help us even when we have doubts to know that that's okay too, that you uh, have a special place in your heart for doubters. God, forgive us for where we have failed you. We've all said and done things over over the last days that uh, we wish we could take back. Uh, we've, we've not lived up to your glorious plan for our lives in some ways. God, we ask your forgiveness. We ask for your healing. And we remember those that we hold in our hearts right now. We lift them up to you even as we type their names into the comment section. We lift them up in our hearts before the throne. Lord, we pray that you would teach us to pray the prayer now that you taught all your disciples when you said, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
It is such a blessing to be here with all of you today on this Sunday after Easter, the Sunday after a week of living in the hope and the joy of the resurrection. Uh, Today we are going to continue in the scriptures where Pastor Sam left us last week in the Gospel of John, chapter 20. Uh, We will be reading today verses 19 through 31. So if you have your Bibles, I invite you to open those up and read along with me. Or hear these words from the scriptures. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. 
If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the marks of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to know and believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we praise you for this good news. We thank you for these words and the power that they bring into our faith and into our lives. I pray now that as we reflect on them, that you will hide me behind your cross. Lord, that you will take the words on my page and the thoughts in my heart. And Lord, that you will carry them into the hearts of every listening ear. Lord, that it will take root in our hearts and our lives so that we may go into your world and shine the good news that we receive this day. We love you, Lord. We thank you so much for your amazing love for us. And it is in the holy and precious name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen. So as I said before I read the scripture, today's passage begins where we left off last week. Um, if you heard at the beginning, it is still Resurrection Sunday in this scripture. Except now the sun has set. It is evening. And the disciples are in the same place they were that morning. They are locked up behind closed doors and they are scared. It is here that John tells us no doors opening, no secret passageways, but Jesus miraculously appears among the disciples. Jesus stands among them and speaks peace over them. Peace be with you. And the thing is, even though they had seen the tomb empty, that morning, And even though Mary Magdalene had told them the good news that she had seen Jesus alive with her own two eyes, you can imagine the disciples were still in awe. Jesus was standing before them. They had witnessed everything that Jesus had endured on Friday. They had seen his lifeless body taken from the cross that afternoon. And so for him to be alive, standing before them, this was almost too good to be true. And you know, of course, Jesus understands this. And so without them even having to ask, he reaches out his hands and shows them the nail marks. And then he pulls aside his robe so that they can see the scar marks in his side. 
And you know, John doesn't really describe this, but even still, I can vividly see this moment in my mind. The disciples inching closer and closer to see Jesus, looking first at his hands, then his side, and then looking up to see his face, his eyes, his smile. It's him. It's truly him. John tells us that the disciples were overjoyed. And I have no doubt that there were hugs exchanged, tears shed, praises proclaimed. Whatever darkness filled that room before now, it was lifted. Whatever fear had filled their broken hearts, it was gone. Whatever doubt filled their shadowed minds, it was erased. And so with darkness lifted, fear gone, doubt erased, Jesus knew the disciples were now ready to receive the next word that he had for them. Once again, he offers them peace. Peace be with you, Jesus said. As the Father sent me, so I send you. And then he breathed on them the gift of the Holy Spirit. He breathed on them the power and the presence of God to live and work and move inside each and every one of them. With this gift, Jesus empowered the disciples to continue his work and his ministry in the world, to continue teaching and preaching the word of God, to continue healing the sick and caring for the broken, to continue feeding the hungry and giving drink, life-giving drink, to the thirsty, to continue seeking out and saving the lost. You know, it seems like that should be enough. Right? We can just close up the, the Bible and go on our merry way. But it's not. If we keep reading, as we're supposed to in this passage, what we see is that when all of this is taking place, someone is missing. One disciple wasn't there to see Jesus, to hear Jesus, to touch Jesus. And that disciple was Thomas. Now, Thomas always gets a bad rap at being the doubter, right? Uh, but I believe Thomas was missing on this first appearance of Jesus because it was not an accident. I believe he was missing for a purpose, for a reason. I believe God planned it exactly that way. And here is why I believe that. In the scripture, we hear Thomas also referenced by what he's called by. Do you remember what it, what it said, what the scripture said? He was also known as the twin. The twin. Uh, you know, you, you don't even get a name. You're just called the twin, right? Um, and I'm sure there's a scholar somewhere out there who knows why he's called this or if he really is a twin. Maybe I learned that in seminary, but I can't remember it. I don't know. Um, but I want us to consider a possibility today um, that Thomas is called the twin because you are Thomas's twin. Because I am Thomas's twin. As we read verse 30 and 31, we see a shift in how John is talking. Uh, in the verses 19 through 29, he is telling us a story. He's recounting what has happened. But then in verse 30 and 31, he begins to speak to the reader. He begins to speak to you and to me, and he says this. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his, of his disciples, which are not written in this book. 
but these are written so that you might come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, that through believing you might have life in his name. Um, And that's an amazing and important twist in how John is telling this story Um, because what we hear is that Thomas has just powerfully asserted that he is not going to believe that Jesus is alive unless he sees it with his own eyes and touches Jesus with his own hands. Um, In in another translation of the scriptures, uh, this says the next week, Uh, But in another translation, it also says that on the eighth day, Jesus appeared again to the disciples. Now, something that I've learned along the way, I may not remember who who Thomas's twin is, but I do remember this, um, that numbers have great significance. Um, Some of you may have heard that the number seven, you know, when we read it through the scriptures, signifies heaven or perfection or completion. And so when we think about that, which is true, Um, seven, if seven is perfection and we add one more, then eight, eight is meant to signify the overflow, the abundance. Um, If seven is the cake, eight is the icing. And that is always the best cake to me when there's icing. Um, So when John tells us that Jesus appeared again on the eighth day, again, I don't think that's a coincidence either. I believe that John and Jesus want us to understand the abundance in this moment, the abundance of Jesus' grace, the overflow of his love. Because Jesus didn't have to appear again to prove himself to Thomas. He had already appeared to Mary Magdalene and then to the other 11 disciples. Thomas could hear their testimony and believe. Yet out of the abundance of his grace, for Thomas... For his twin, for you, for me, Jesus appeared again. Jesus did that, I believe, because he wants you and he wants me to believe in him. Even though we haven't seen his hands or his side quite like the first disciples did. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Jesus wants us to believe. That is what he died to accomplish. He gave his life for us to believe who he is and what he's done. However, life with Jesus doesn't end just with believing. Believing is the first step of many. Jesus also wants us to put our belief into action. That is what his resurrection accomplished, to empower us as the Father sent me so I send you. He breathed the Holy Spirit on the first disciples, on Thomas, on us, Thomas's twins, so that we can continue his work and his ministry in the world. Jesus wants you and me to be his hands, his feet, his voice, his heart in the world, in our homes, in our workplaces, in the schools, in our community, every single place we go, whatever sphere of influence we have. Now, some of you may be saying, well, we can't go anywhere right now. How am I supposed to share Jesus with others? Or I can't go anywhere right uh, ever um, because I'm at home. Or some might say, well, I, I'm only uh, 
I can only reach this small group of people or this one person or I can't do what Pastor Sam, Pastor Andy, and Pastor Carrie do. Um, and, and we compare our sphere of influence. We compare our call with other people. Jesus doesn't want us to do that. He wants us to hear our individual call because if we compare, we belittle what God is asking each one of us to do because the thing is, God has given you, no matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter what your circumstance, no matter what your situation, God has given you a call and a certain group of people or a certain person to reach, um, whether you are young or you are old, whether you are a student, working, retired, whether you are active and can go to the other side of the planet or you can't get out of your house, whether you are called on a large scale or a small scale, God has something for you to do. Um, it might be something that everybody in the world can see. It might be something that is hidden, that is part of the undercurrent of what God is doing in the world. But without what you're doing, everything else would crumble down. Jesus has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. He has a call for you. And Jesus tells us that everyone who believes in him as the Father has sent me, so I send you. With our belief comes a call. Jesus is sending you to go and do and be and give and tell and show and share his love, his mercy, his help, his hope, his forgiveness, his grace, his good news to everyone that you meet. You know, you think about opportunities that you have right now. Uh, we go... Uh, into stores and we see people who are who are on the front lines working hard um, the power of a smile the power of an act of kindness we think about people right now who um, whose businesses are closed who are unable to work who can't go into their job uh, maybe a love offering or a word of encouragement during this time what a powerful way to sh shine the light of christ there um, when you know somebody is uh Pastor Sam referenced in his prayer earlier those mamas and daddies who have become homeschoolers right now. We need a call or a text from you, right, to make sure we are still have our head above water, right? Um, we can reach out to people in this time and, and share through small acts of kindness that go a powerful way um, to make a difference. And then there are so many other opportunities where we can come together as a church family and continue to serve our community and be the hands and feet of Jesus together, uh, where we come together through organized ministry efforts like feeding uh, those who are uh, responding to tornado relief or being out there and responding to the tornado yourself, um, feeding in our ladle of love, being part of our clothes closet, so many other ministry opportunities, or an individual call where you have seen a need. Uh, God has seen a need through your eyes and is calling you to respond to that in the community. There are so many people that are doing that and making a huge difference in Gadsden and in Alabama and in our nation and in the world around us. Um, that is who we are called to be. That is what we are called to do, uh, to be sent in the name of Jesus. And so, brothers and sisters, as we continue in this resurrection season, May you be reminded that Jesus is among us and he is always speaking peace over you.
May you be reminded that Jesus died on the cross for you so that your your sins may be forgiven and that you may have life in his name. Believe that good news. And then know that God has a plan. He has a purpose, a call on your life, and he is sending you into the world to be his hands and his feet. Peace, believe, and go. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our closing song today um, was chosen because, you know, we, we are never given the opportunity to see Jesus quite like those first disciples, uh, where he is physically standing among us and we can touch his hands and his side. This hymn, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross, as you sing the words of this song, I want you to put the eyes of your soul on uh, because there's part of this hymn that says, See from his head, his hands, his feet, sorrow and love flow mangled down. You can see it if you look. And then at the end, this is, uh, this is the best part for me, um, love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. Um, when we see Jesus, and when we believe him, then we can't help but be sent. So truly, truly sing this hymn today and believe as you do.
love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. Jesus has died for us. He has risen for us to empower us and to allow us to go into the world, to give our soul, our life, our all, and shine the light of Jesus to everyone we meet. So go, you're sent. Share Christ. In the name of his, we pray. Amen. Thank you.